Going through a divorce is daunting and can make you feel financially vulnerable. Ampla Finance can help. Unlike other loans, there's no need for any ongoing monthly repayments. You're only charged loan interest on the amount of money used to pay your solicitor's fees as your case progresses, and the easy-to-use online tool keeps you in full control throughout the process. Your loan is normally repaid in full when you reach settlement, so between now and then, you have peace of mind that the cost of your divorce won't impact your day-to-day -day needs. Ampla Finance puts you at the heart of everything they do and can help you to make the fresh start you're looking for. To find out more, click the link in the podcast description or visit www.amplifinance.com. Hello and welcome to the Smart Divorce Podcast. I'm Tamsin Kane and I will be your host. In Series 3, we will be speaking to a number of experts and professionals in the divorce arena and answering the questions that we get asked most often. If you've got a question and you don't think we've answered it yet, please do get in touch. You can email me at tamsin at smartdivorce.co.uk. Now over to our guests. Today I'm talking to Helen Slater, who is a life business and divorce coach. Feeling a failure at the end of a relationship is really, really common, but we need to start thinking that we are good enough. Helen's going to share some tips and tools about how we can start doing that. She wants us to get curious, not furious, which I absolutely love. She mentions a few times that we are not our thoughts. Our thoughts are our thoughts. That's a really important thing that I've taken from my conversation with Helen. She also talks about a tool where you might even want to remember the gymnastic badge that you achieved when you were seven. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hello, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Helen Slater. Hi, Helen, how are you doing? Hi, I'm great. Are you? Um, excellent. Thank you. Yep, I'm doing good. So Helen is a divorce and business coach and we're going to talk today about how to feel good enough. Um, and this is something that comes up so much when people have gone through a big a big breakup, whether that be separation, divorce, dissolving a civil partnership um, or, or any, any type of breakup, I guess. Um, so let's start off where where should we start Helen well this is yeah it's it's a kind of like this sort of applies doesn't it any part of life you know I think that feeling of not being good enough is something that so many people do suffer from at different times in their life particularly going through big significant changes in life such as a divorce and just from my own experience of going through a divorce myself um I felt like a bit of a failure as a result of it and you know all those kind of fear-based stories start coming up for ourselves you know uh, you know what did I do wrong and will I ever meet anyone else again and am I lovable and am I going to be alone forever and am I a nice person and you know all of that fear comes up for so many of us during this time and, th and those feelings of not feeling adequate and comparing ourselves to other people and looking at other people's lives and feeling the guilt and the shame and the anxiety and all of those things, you know, that come up and they create, you know, a lot of fear-based 
scary stories for ourselves and can leave us feeling a little bit bruised and burnt as a result of it. So I think this is a great subject to talk about because there are some really simple things that we can do, but very, very effective things that we can do to start changing the way that we are perceiving our current situation, what has happened and how we can start sort of taking ourselves forward during, you know, this difficult time. Fantastic. I think this is uh, this is going to be really useful to so many people who are feeling that that um, failure um, situation. Not it's not a failure situation, you know. It it just stopped being right. But um, it's really important that we can we can sort that out in our our own heads. Um, one of the groups that I'm a member of on Facebook that, who that um, talks to divorced and separated people and um, was a lady in America and she was saying that she's she can't stop texting her ex mm-hmm. and you kind of like you need some help let's you need to try and work through some of these things and and some of that has got to be um, working on how to feel good enough so it's great that you've got some um, easily implementable I don't know if that's a word um, tips for us so so where can we start well I think the sort of recognizing that you know particularly at the moment what we're going through in lockdown you know tensions and things are definitely surfacing aren't they at the moment and you know there's a certain element of accepting sort of where we are in the current situation and the mood that we're in and you know, for some people maybe who are still living with their ex, um, some people are living separately and they're still sharing the care of children. It can all be really exasperated and we can end, especially as we're all cooped up indoors a lot, the nights have drawn in, you know, that feeling of isolation. There's a collective mood, there's the news, we're missing that connection of family and friends. It can feel like things are just all feeling wrong and everything's wrong and it can create a lot of upset and anxiety, which can cause arguments and stress and can just all feel a little bit of a mess. And as part of that, you know, we'll perhaps have an argument with our ex or something and then we'll start beating ourselves up about that discussion going over it again and again. And this can start to build up into self-critical thoughts, especially if you've had a nasty argument with your ex or they've said stuff to you and it's you're kind of like feeling that and you're beginning to feel like that is the truth. You know, maybe you're not attractive or you're interesting or you're successful enough. I think you might, like we said before, maybe you're never going to meet anyone or it's your fault or you're going to be alone forever. And that can like build up and create a huge amount of anxiety. anxiety. Um, so... It's difficult when we're in the kind of eye of the storm to see the wood for the trees sometimes. But I think some of these tools people might find really helpful to help us step out of that situation and to calm down and to kind of look in on it and look at our part within that as well, as well as building in some new ways and tools to help keep ourselves as I always say to my clients, we need to start getting curious, not furious. Oh, I like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not furious because getting furious is only going to leave. And of course, it's going to happen. We are going to get angry and we're going to feel bad or hurt and cross and annoyed. But finding ways of understanding, you know, what do I need right now? And what is getting in the way of my needs being met right now? And I think so often we feel like we should be able to do it all. And if we can't do it all, then we're failing in some way. 
And I know it's difficult at the moment to sort of ask for help. I think asking for help is a really big thing. So even if it's saying to your ex, you know, I need a bit of extra help at the moment, maybe you just need an extra hour at the weekend, or maybe if they could have the children for an extra night, for example, asking for help and seeing that is not a fail, but this is an absolute act of self-care because by taking some time out, it gives you an opportunity to recalibrate and begin to see things for what they are not what you think they are. So you might have heard of this saying before, we are not our thoughts. We're not our thoughts. Our thoughts are our thoughts. They're not who we are. And it's just sometimes when we're tired and we're caught up in all of this upset and in our current situation, and we can start to sort of go down that spiral of despair and upset and we can make ourselves feel, you know, feel bad. And by taking that time out to reset and recalibrate and rest, everything feels so much better as you know and I'm sure you agree you know after a good night's sleep or you know a little bit of downtime whether that be reading a book or going for a walk just having that space yeah totally agree. I think another thing about asking for help is that friends are often much more willing to help you out than you automatically assume I'm rubbish at asking for help you can ask any of my friends they'd be like no she's dreadful Um, but I'm I know that I'm I try and help out other people and let them know that I'm I'm here if they if they need me to be and you know we had a conversation a couple of days ago um with a friend of mine and we were like we can you know we're here to help one another and and if any of us need something then and we we're happy but sometimes you don't know what your friends need unless they actually ask so as well as asking your ex you know call on your friends because they're probably sat there going I don't know what to do to help but I'd love to help yeah and it could be you know it could just be a zoom call with a glass of wine on a Friday night or somebody dropping off a little care package as I call it you know when your friends is feeling a bit fed up you know a bunch of flowers or a cake or a coffee or a bacon sandwich in the morning if that's your thing you know whatever it may be I think it is people don't know you know what you need unless you tell them and I think that again that comes down to that whole sort of like you know feeling like you should the should word coming out feeling like you should be able to do to do everything and you should be okay on you know on your own but actually we need people you know we are human beings we need to be around other people we need support from other people and yeah just like you know taking that step just to sort of say I I need some help um is so important and so valuable and other people love being asked for help makes them feel great as well which in turn is going to make you feel great and it just becomes this lovely environment where everyone can just support each other so asking for help is so important in our own self-care journey but particularly when you're going through such a significant change such as a divorce or a separation or a dissolution yeah i think that's that's it that's a really good one fantastic okay what else can we do um well i think another thing like i think we spoke about this at the beginning of this conversation and that is we can be really bad at sort of getting into that negative headspace about, you know, this was our fault and, you know, we're not lovable or, you know, we're going to be on our own forever and, you know, it's not worked out because of me or I'm a failure or I get my clients to write a list of like a positive self-affirming kind of list about themselves. So all of their strengths, all of their wins over the years, you know, what are they good at? What do people ask them for help with? 
What do you know? What do they do that makes them feel great? What do they love to do? You know, write a list of all the things you're great at. You know, all the things people like say about you. All that you know, it could be like make a note when someone says something really nice about you. Write that down on the list. Keep that list going. And write a list about all the things that make you feel great. All the things that you do that make you feel wonderful. So this really helps a with your self confidence. And even though it might feel really strange writing a list about all the things you're brilliant at, like winning, winning I don't know, a, a badge when you did gymnastics when you were seven <laughs> or making an amazing roast dinner for your family on a Sunday or whatever it may be, write that list down. Because what starts happening, and this is scientifically proven, is the more self-affirming positive things you start saying, you start to rewire your neural pathways in your brain. So you will find yourself thinking less of the negative stuff and thinking more positively, you will start finding yourself noticing those negative things you're saying to yourself and thinking, yeah, I'm going to stop that. I'm going to move into a more positive headspace, which is so helpful when you're going through something like this, you know, to start saying, OK, well, that wasn't great. I'm really peed off that I've had that argument and I behaved in that way, but they really annoyed me. But OK, I'm going to step back from it and understand that I'm going through a really difficult time right now. So. I'm not going to deal with it like I did that way. I'm going to learn from that. And next time I'm going to do it this way. And that can't happen until you start to become aware of your kind of like your inner thought processes. So by starting by writing these lists of these self-affirming positive lists, that process can gently start to take place. And also there's something that I learned in a book by Glennon Doyle. So if your listeners have read it, brilliant, read it again. If you haven't, go and get it. And it's called Untamed. Absolutely amazing book. One of the things that I've pulled out of there that, again, I use myself and I use my clients is an easy button and a reset button. So the easy button is when you're feeling rubbish, you're feeling down in the dumps, it's very easy to reach for alcohol, for the beige food, for the sugar, for staying up late, for binge watching Netflix, for basically not taking care of yourself where there are some really simple reset things that each of us will be able to do very simply that we know that make us feel great. So my list is drink a glass of water, pick up the phone to a friend, go for a walk in fresh air, um, eat some nourishing food, get an early night, have a hot shower, read a good book, listen to music, have a dance. So write those two lists down. Be very aware of the things that you do the easy button things that you do that do not support you feeling great and write yourself a little list of the things that really help just simple things that help you feel good so when you're in that really difficult headspace when you're really struggling and you don't know what to do to make yourself feel better you've got that I have mine in a big sheet of paper on the wall in my office and I look at that and I just think just go and get a glass of water and go and sit down and read your book for a bit or just go and have a little sleep for 10 minutes or go and phone your friends so that, that's a really helpful tool as well I like that. That's good advice. I have, and um, you'll be pleased to hear, got buying that book on my to-do list for today. <laughs> oh, that was very time. I'm, I'm on it. I I think um, you mentioned it. It's so I've spent the morning listening to Helen today. Um, so I, I think it was mentioned in your podcast with Wilma, and also in your um, when you did your office guided tour um, that you popped on Instagram earlier on today. I think you, you uh, showed your lists, and I was like, ah, 
that sounds like a good book so it's uh, it's already on the list so yeah, I shall be working my way no it sounds there uh, it sounds fantastic that's brilliant that's really great Helen book. thank you so much for joining us today and for those amazing tips um I have a feeling that we may need to do this topic again at some point to um to cover off the next few because I'm I'm sure that um there are some more ideas that you've yeah. got as to uh helping people out when they've uh, when they've worked their way through that one but thank Absolutely. you for no worries lovely to talk to you I hope you enjoyed today's podcast if you did please do think about writing us a review or giving us a lovely five star rating on iTunes if that's where you're listening I hope you'll join us again next time.